You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast, episode 890, We Walk Down Carefully. And welcome everyone to the MyMac.com podcast. And, and this week is going to be just just a little bit different as I wave my hands around mystically because that's what I do on an audio podcast that you can't see unless you go all the way over to YouTube and look at it there. Now, Gaz is off doing fun stuff. And so he's left me all on my own, which is a dangerous proposition no matter how you look at it. However, I was also smart for once and invited David Ginsburg from the In Touch with iOS podcast to join in and give me his thoughts on the upcoming WWDC while still some time away, some time away, words are hard, hasn't stopped people from talking about it. Hello, David. How are you, sir? Hello, Guy. Thank you for having me back on the show. It's been it's, a while. It has been a while. Well, you know, for a, a, for a long time, we kind of solicited to have other people come on the show but it, it can be difficult because of course gas depending on the time of year gas is five you know four to five hours ahead right. and then whatever craziness that i met i might have going on on the weekends and then throw in just general weirdness in general and it can be it can be difficult to get other people in sync with what it is that you're trying to do uh on especially on a long running on long running podcast but if one of us are gone and more on that in just a minute then um it, it's a lot easier uh because we can just reach out to someone hopefully and ask them to come on and it's not a coordination between three people but just like always just two people and i have to say it's weird recording this show with someone that doesn't have a British accent <laughs> because I'm oh. so used to that. Oh, I, I, I don't think I could do it, but no, you really can't. <laughs> no. It would be like no. me trying to do a French accent for the no. entire time. And I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, number one, my accents are, are uh, quite <laughs> honestly dreadful. Uh, it doesn't stop me from doing them. And it probably doesn't stop people from those places from being offended but it's like, you know, hey, come on. We're just having a good time here. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> so uh, the, the thing that we're going to talk about, and we'll get into that uh, after the break, is uh, WWDC, which is why the title of the show was We Walk Down Carefully. Because if you put the first letters of those together, it's so very cleverly, wow, so clever, mm -hmm. spells out WWDC. And this is something that I do every single year. So I have 365 days gaze. Gaze. Yeah, it's like, yeah, words are hard to come up with something that I can use with WWDC. And I actually sent you like a list of them earlier. And this is the one that you selected. So if anyone doesn't like it, you can blame Dave. Okay, that's, you can blame me. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that works out really, really well. Um. But as far as what's going on now, just before we started recording, you were telling me about, and don't go into great detail because I think this is going to be your pick, but the, the thing that you are wearing on your head right now, 
And yeah. I have to say, I am I am like super jealous and envious because I have been thinking about these. I've actually tweeted about it a couple of times. The very thing that you're wearing on your head. Yes, I am wearing a pair of brand new, just came out last week, Rode yep. NTH100 Professional headphones. It's the first pair of headphones that Rode, Rode has introduced. From the and these are like studio monitors, under. right? They're they're the like flat monitors. response kind of thing. Uh, flat, but I mean, they're even great with music too. Yeah, but like I said, yeah, because what a lot of people don't know about headphones is most headphones that you buy are careful. There it is, right there. So you're like in a whole like little road box today. I am. I you have got the microphone. Mic. I wrote the pod mic, and I have my uh, Rodecaster Pro, which I'm very proud of having. Oh, I still want one of those, <clears> even though I, I I can't justify getting one, though that hasn't uh, stopped me of from, from of most money. of my purchases in the past. Oh, your mics, but that's yeah, yeah. That's I'm actually story. I'm trying to get better about that. I'm not doing that well, but I I do try I do try to get better about that. Well, I am bad with headphones. I'm looking at least two. Maybe three of them in this room right now, besides my AirPods. So, <laughs> okay. Well, you know, believe me, that is probably no. Actually, let me think about that. That's probably just about as expensive, if not more so, than microphones. Yeah. And the the crazy thing about headphones is, like microphones, there are so many different ways that manufacturers can set up headphones and have them set in such a way that is going to appeal to a, a certain audience. And when I'm editing this podcast, I'm either doing it through actual, you know, JBL studio monitors that I have, or right. if I'm doing it through headphones, I've got some Sony MDR 7506 headphones, which Tim Robertson of MyMac.com uh, recommended many, many, many years ago. But so many people have been talking about the NTH-100s from Rode. Yeah, that there's, tons of, there's, tons of YouTube, there's tons of YouTube videos out there already. I know. I, was get, I, I, well, was I, I may even do one too, because uh, just do a, uh, a hands-on video just, just, to, just to do it. But, yeah, there is. So what, what I want to check <clears throat> is I want to see what the, the frequency response, not so much the range the response across the line because I'm looking for, because the, the, the seven, the Sony 7506s are relatively flat. So what you're hearing through the headphones is the actual sound as it was recorded. And when you're doing audio editing, that's very, very important as yep. compared to like, if you get some bows or if you get some, uh, Oh, what's oh God, I'm blanking on it from Apple. Um, Oh, the, uh, the, Air, the AirPods Beats. Next. The Beats. If you oh, get AirPods. some Beats headphones, oh, Beats. That's, these are tuned, to. typically tuned to provide a higher bass response, which is fine because a lot of music is tuned to that. But if you're editing, you need something that's relatively flat. And this is not the guy talks about headphones or microphones show, but apparently it has turned into that. How odd. How, how, how very, say, very yeah. odd. So if you want to save it for when I, when I do my review, we could do that too. But, but sure. Like. Um, about a week and a half ago, no, two weeks ago, I bought this cheap desk that is going to fit underneath 
one of my old desks here behind me. And again, it's an audio show, so people can't see me pointing, but I am pointing. Go over to YouTube if you want to see audio of me pointing. There I go. Wow. So <laughs> I bought a desk that I could, or a dresser that I could fit under these desks because I'm trying to get some kind of organization of just all the stuff that I have in this room. And, and Dave can see that just the piles of stuff that are behind me. Well, you were here in my, in my office. I have piles of stuff everywhere too. So you're not yeah. alone. <laughs> well, the, the man cave here in at Guy Searle Central is actually, it's a little bit bigger than the room that you have. However, it's not because my wife also uses this room as yes. a storage room. So we have broken chairs that she won't get rid of. We have old <laughs> doll cradles that are in various stages of disrepair that have, you know, 50, 60 years old. And it's, it's to, honestly, it's mostly kindling at this point, but it's like, you can't really suggest that. So there's even less room in here than there is in your room just because of all the extra stuff that's here. So I, I got this, I got this cheap desk that would fit underneath one of the desks or sorry, cheap dresser that would fit underneath one of the desks. And it came and it, it's basically, it's, it's just one of those that has like the cloth drawers with the cardboard bottom, you know, oh, I mean, okay. it's super cheap. It's, it's like nothing to it, but it'll yeah. hold stuff. That's what I needed for just to hold stuff. Yep. Well, it came and I started to put it together and I made one big mistake. And that was, I didn't check to see if all the pieces were there before I started to build it. Mm -hmm. And what I found, the center support that holds the whole damn thing together <laughs> was missing. Oh. And without that center support, you've just got like these, these like Mush. cloth, cloth little dressers or little, um, drawers drawers, thank you, that won't stay where they're supposed to be. And if you put stuff in them, it'll be spilling all over the place. And it's like, no, yeah, it'll collapse. Yeah. And this was one of those times when I was really glad I did get it from Amazon because their return policy is very, very generous, mm -hmm. contacted them and they gave me, uh, you know, a return, uh, an RMA to return it. And the weird thing about the return was they had me send it to this UPS store that's over in a different part of the town where I live, which normally would be fine, but just down the street from there was an Amazon Fresh store. Mm. So it's like, why couldn't you yeah. just have me take it there? But it's like, okay. So I, I took it back. It. <laughs> and the company that, that sold it contacted me. And was mm. like, oh, well, we, you know, we want to make this right and all the rest of it. It's like, you know, it's, it, it's fine. Just send me one that has the center support oh, exactly. and we're good. And I had it in like three days. It like got mm. here too sweet. So, and, and the whole time they're, they're like, you're not mad at us. You know, you're not going to give us a bad review. It's like, no guys. Oh my gosh. It happens. You know, <laughs> relax. I'm, I'm, I'm not upset. It's, it's. It's one of those things. And yeah. if, frankly, if that's the worst thing that happens to me during the week, it's still a good week, you know, let it go. Yeah. I'm not upset. I'm not angry. So I, I put it together and I still don't have it here in the room, 
but uh, that's that's going to be like one of my projects for we this to, weekend. We need to share the link. We have to check this uh, this handy dandy drawers off. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like a seventy dollar cheap piece of crap. But sure, I'll I'll put it's a lot a for a cheap piece of crap. <laughs> it is, it is. But you know, we're we're in these we're in these weird days right now, especially when you're talking about um, supply chain. Yeah, that things that um, and I'm guessing this would have probably cost well under fifty dollars two to three years ago, but things are different now. So not even it's not even about inflation. It's just about how do we get stuff from A to B. And that's that's the big question right now. And with certain products, it's just really, really hard. Sure. But to get off that subject onto something a little more fun, now that I've been talking about it for about 10 minutes, I don't know why, but I was. Uh, I'm not going to be on the show next week, Dave. Oh, no. I know. It's going to be Gaz and somebody else. You should talk oh, no. to him, see if you can get on with him, too. You could be the guest host for two weeks in a row. He'll probably get with Carl or somebody. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's even assuming that um, Up to him. that he's going to be able to, to do it at all. Uh, he's off on vacay right now with his wife. Well, next Thursday, I am driving all the way down to Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama, to see the very first USFL football game between the New Jersey Generals and the Birmingham Stallions. And I'm laughing because all of their games this year are going to be played in Birmingham. And the game is going to be on Fox on Saturday night. So if you think about it, go to Fox on Saturday, watch the game, and look for me. I'll be in probably like a black T-shirt that has the old Washington Federals, which was a another USFL team from the 80s. That I'm going to be wearing while I'm there. So, and I'll be the big tall guy with the funny looking hair, and I you. and bald. Yeah, you can't. You really can't. You know, there'll there'll be all these people down here, and then I'll be way up here. So that's 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 what I'm doing, and, I, and I'm really looking forward to it. Even though it's it's like such a stupid reason to go on a trip, but I just wanted to get out of town I, and do something. I didn't even really particularly care where it was I was going. I just didn't want to be here. So that's kind of what I'm going going with. Um, I think uh, I think we're gonna just go right ahead and go over into. I, I don't have his music, unfortunately. Uh, Gaz's snippets. That's that's all I got for Gaz's snippets. He's he's got something else. So uh, Apple released a little bit of information, maybe accidentally on purpose through their website, because it was up for just a few minutes and then it disappeared, but through the uh, the glorious power of, of people with, with absolutely more time in their hands than, than they probably should, we, someone saw it and captured it, and it was for a dual USB-C power adapter, according to this released and then quickly snatched back document, uh, input 100 to 240 volts, so it's, it's good worldwide, uh, one amp output, Output one to be one output one or two, either five volts DC at three amps or nine volts DC at three amps or 15 volts uh, DC at 2.3 amps or 20 volts DC at 1.75 amps. So literally this could pretty much 
quick charge almost anything that Apple has out there. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, there's a lot of Gantt chargers out there as it is anyway. So yeah, I've got a couple. I've got a couple of multiple USB. Can, excuse me. Can. <laughs> yeah. Multiple USB output chargers that I use. Like, for example, when, when I'm leaving on this trip, I've got one that's got like four outputs because I need one for the laptop. I need one for the iPad. I need one for the watch and I need one for the phone. So, yeah. you know, and to, to be able to carry just one device to do all that at the same time is, is a great, great help. Um, this is kind of weird and I, I don't really know what I think about this. Uh, Twitter, Twitter is weird. That's Dave. True. I, I think There's that I, weird. Could, I can say that without fear of contradiction that Twitter is weird. Well, they are experimenting. Some users are receiving what's being called unmentioning, not deleting, not editing, unmentioning. And this removes the ability to receive further, further notifications uh, and direct links from a tweet that has you mentioned in it. So if somebody had a tweet and it said, you know, David Ginsburg, along with, you know, at Mac parrot did the, mymac.com podcast this week. Well, if I had this ability, I could not remove my name. My name would still be there, but it wouldn't be linked. And I wouldn't receive any further notifications on anybody talking about it. Yeah. And I don't get it. What is, what is the point of that? Other than, you know, if, if you're someone, someone famous, you're William Shatner and you get mentioned on some tweet and it follows along this long conversation, people talking and replying and all the rest of that. And you get notifications each time for this. And you're like, ugh, I don't want to hear about this. So you could have it unmention you and your name would still be there, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be a direct link and uh, you wouldn't be able to reply to it directly through Twitter's normal ways. It's just, you know, why don't just, you know, Twitter, just give us the ability to edit our tweets and you can put even yeah. put a time limit on it. Put like a five minute freaking time limit on it, so that people can't say, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that," and and you know, and get rid of it or change it. But just make it so that we can do quick and fast edits if we if we screw up spelling or something along those lines. But they don't. I mean, Facebook's had it for a long time. You you know, I have in my Facebook feed set that some if someone mentions me, I want to make sure I have control of whether I want it to, to be mentioned, and if it continues on. With the discussion ad nauseum so, yeah and it's, it's like tagging putting tagging you in a post you know tagging you on a photo or whatever so you get that long list of, of stuff and i say you know okay that's fine okay, nah, I don't. Yeah. this one this one guy kept tagging me on his advertisements because he does a does a booklet i said that I, I had it was a friend but i i had to just basically i, I kept saying no i don't want to be tagged in your your you know it's like those mailers you get in the mail yeah he does those things and it's fine it's it's harmless advertising, but I don't want to be mentioned on it. So, uh, it's not, not, not my thing. I, it, that's your advertising. I don't want to be pulled into it. So I finally had to reach out to him and said, hey, you know, privately, please, said, take hey, us off. Yeah. please just remove me from this. I really prefer not to be mentioned anymore. You know, the penny saver or some of those, you know, one of those types of, the, the, the <laughs> oh my God, penny saver. Yeah. I forget the name of the, yeah. I forget what it's called. You know, some S those, those H are, green stamps. 
Yeah. yeah. So, One of those. so I mean, this is a good thing, I think, in the fact that some people may not want to be mentioned on Twitter, and you don't have control if someone mentions it. I mean, you're you're stuck, and uh, you know, there there are people that are scouring Twitter all the time. You know, which I don't mind. This one that he. One guy, you know, when he sees some interesting things that I'm posting on Twitter, whether, you know, like a, like a story like this or something else, and I do enough of it, I, he, he, he kind of summarizes it for all these folks that have, have made some good, you know, mentions. So like, I think he uses paper, paper.il, I think it is, that uh, uh, that brings all, he, it aggregates all this great information that happened that was mentioned that week and, and shout you out saying, hey, you were you were doing this. So I I, I think this is, this is, actually something Twitter really should do. I mean, just like being able to... Or should to, have already done. I should have already done. And, and also being able to edit a tweet. I know they've, they've, they've been talking about that for years, too. Um, well, now you got now that you, you got Elon Musk on their, on their board and he owns 9% of the company, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many people upset about that. Especially happy. people that actually work for Twitter. It's like, just relax. Yes, no, nothing's he's on the board changed now. yet. Just <laughs> wait and see what happens. You know, the fact that that you don't like him for reasons, you know, doesn't mean that he's going to necessarily do anything. And if worse comes to worst, go find another job. Yeah. Okay. Happy. Yeah. Go find another job. No big deal. Uh, last night was the debut of, uh, MLB baseball Friday night on Apple TV. Did you watch any of it, Dave? I, I did. I was more so. I was interested to watch to see how, technology was going to be in baseball because you know MLB you know they're good they, they, they're good with their stuff but then you got the local you got the local stations uh, around the country well for for me I'm a Chicago Cubs fan they have marquee sports network that, that that's dedicated to the Cubs they're doing okay um, but uh, they haven't they have made it easier to see the, the games uh, as long as you have a, a cable subscription but um but yeah, I, I started noticing right away the differences. I mean, first off, the uh, the announcers, you know, it was it was a it, it was a very mix of female and male announcers. The female there was yeah. a female play by play announcer, which is which was very unusual, which was great. I loved it. I think that was such a honestly was, that was, was one of the things that every, that a lot of people were complaining. Not so much that it was a female announcer, but the announcers in general. And I I, I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, because it was your it was your local team. It was the Washington Nationals. It was yeah, and, the Nationals and, were the first and game. The Mets, the mm-hmm. New York Mets. And um, there was a big delay because of there was like I guess somebody got pinged with a ball and it almost led to like bench clearing kind of thing. So yeah, the uh, the guy the pitcher ended up getting thrown out of the game, and uh, then by the time they kind of let tempers cool down, it was like fifteen twenty minutes before the next pitch Jeez. was done, and because there's no commercials. There's no breaks. Basically, the announcers had to sit there for 15 or 20 minutes and just make, you know, snappy right. patter back and forth waiting yeah. for the game to start but again. They're new. I mean, they know, are I, I, I think it's going to be something. They've got a couple different crews of announcers that are going to be doing the games. So, I mean, I think it's 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 refreshing, refreshing to see a different uh, a different approach to how to how to broadcast a baseball game. The other thing I noticed, which was really awesome is the, the stats that you see on the, on the right corner, the probability of this person's going to get a hit, the probability of you know, what a percentage of his RBIs, you know, just giving those so like those next little, gen stats real quick. Yeah. Like yeah. Johnny and I'm sure the they're, you know, they're, they're pulling it out from some the, the, the databases that they've, they've been using for years for all this stuff, uh, which, which was, uh, which was really cool. It is, you know, it, 
I think it was a Bell who was from uh, from uh, the, the Nationals who hit the home run earlier in the game. Uh, it, it showed him his probability of his of his home runs, and I think it was like a you know at, at that point because you know, they're measuring it based on when the uh, uh, when uh, uh, what part of the the count was when he was going to hit it. So and he and he did hit one. Other thing too is you know this year uh, the the catchers and pitchers have that new device that sits on uh, on the uh, catcher's pad where he can send the signals and that there there's a there's a little thing inside the pitcher's hat really hear them yeah that they're starting to use that this year this is a new new technology and I think some catchers are are kind of like, oh, I don't like this but I think you know with the whole controversy with with, with the Astros uh, with, yeah with the Astros and and uh, sign stealing. But let's face it. I mean, come on, signs using fingers and 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 doing that—that's so old school. I mean, this is you know, yeah. Oh, I I watched a I watched a baseball game in the 1950s. That's how baseball really is supposed to be. Hell, and, that's and it, that's that's not even like twenty. That's like 19th century technology. Yeah. So yeah, we can yeah. we can kind of go beyond that. No, I guess we can go probably go back when baseball first started in 1876. Yeah. Uh, 1879, Abner Doubleday. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, there was. I was actually. It, it was a, Actually, I was watching a, the one of the, the Yankees game uh, through MLB, um, and they showed it. It's just a little touch, little pad that sits on the knee portion of the of the pad, and he just the, the catcher just pushes pushes whatever he's going to give the signal to the pitcher, and then it goes right, and the pitcher has it in his hat. That's so that's it, actually kind of cool. Um, yes, yeah, so cool new technologies. The other but, thing too, I'm I, I'm still getting used to is you know since I'm a National League. A fan to, to the DH. <laughs> oh, well, honestly, I don't watch a whole lot of baseball. I, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I, I did tune in to kind of see how it was going to look and, and what they were doing. And yeah, one thing a, that I noticed right, right away is the, 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 the actual video quality was outstanding. It was beautiful. Oh, that's what I mean. That's the other thing I noticed is the video definitely and you know i've got a small you, you know my tv here in my room yeah. here it's 32 inch tv small it's that's it's, it's good quality but it's not it's not uh it's not 4k it's not right it's not 4k but the picture was just crystal clear it was phenomenal even though i watching it on the iphone i want to you know i want to get the experience of the iphone and the ipad too oh i didn't think they'd uh, do that yeah it uh it was pretty phenomenal you know 13 uh, 13 uh, pro max it has an amazing screen as it is and uh it uh, it really was just yeah I'm I'm very impressed I'm glad to, I, I had a feeling I knew that was, that was going to happen I mean Apple doesn't doesn't mess around when it comes to this so plus now I think you can see it free you don't have to be an Apple TV Plus subscriber just yet they're they're offering I think the first week or two that you can uh, start watching some of the games so, but so, I mean there were no I mean because I didn't watch the entire game but there were no ads right I didn't I thought I didn't think I seen I I don't think so or other than maybe advertising some of the Apple stuff but uh, that's that's you're, kind of you're, what I was thinking if you've got especially like you know you've got the seventh inning stretch and things like that where you have five to fifteen minutes of time to fill before the game starts again right why not say hey you know after the game is over come and watch Coda. Or you know right. uh, where no man has gone before, or, or you know I, whatever the latest I Apple shows are. I can't confirm there was any ads, but I, I know there was a delay in that game. I don't know if it's, it was because of that brawl, but they did did they did cut over to some other games that were on MLB TV. Uh, they were showing the highlights and 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 actual live live footage from those games too. So, but you definitely could tell the difference because that's not the cameras that they're using. You know, at the games right. that Apple TV Plus is using. 
And you know they're, they're pro man. They got the microphones. It says Apple TV Plus Friday Night Baseball right on their on their microphone moniker. Uh, so that they're they're they've they've gone all in with this. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm, they've I'm spent a lot of money to do it. Well, they did. We knew that. Yeah, that's like yes. Was I would love so. to see what they would do with um, with football. And and here's the thing. And we're going to get off this topic in such a minute. We're actually we've spent yeah. more time saying, on this than I really thought we were here. going we to. I just but it's more the, more the technology. So I'm glad yeah. we were able to just focus on that. But I I would love to see Apple partner up with like the USFL or the XFL or some of the some of the other spring leagues and show some games on Apple TV. I would love to see what they would do with that because it's unlikely that they're going to get much of a deal from the NFL simply because there is so much money involved and so the the, the permissions for who can show what are right. so diverse and so diluted at this point that it's like, well, what games could you get that somebody would actually want to tune in to see unless they had a, some kind of emotional connection to the team, one of the teams that were playing, right. you know, I mean, if there was a, if there was a game between Arizona and Seattle, why I, you know, if I had something else to do, I probably wouldn't watch because I don't care about either one of those teams. Yep. So if you could, partner up and, and get some experience with that using one of the, one of the, you know, lesser known spring leagues. I think that would be great. Yeah. Um, next up, Apple drops out of a privacy trade group for being too cozy with the very tech companies that it's supposed to be protecting consumers from law firm DLA Piper, which runs the group has been accused by some for pushing, shall we say tech friendly regulations. The kind of thing where it's like, oh, well, you have been caught doing something that is just terrible. You probably knew it was going to be bad if you ever got caught at it. And you have you have two weeks to make the changes necessary to make that not go on anymore. And that's that's kind of and that's kind of an example of of what's been going on with you know Facebook and Twitter and, and Parler and some of these other social media groups where they have been caught out doing something that they shouldn't have been doing. And they just sit there and go, Oh, sorry, mea culpa. We didn't mean to do that. You know? And it's like, Oh, you know, please. So, but Apple apparently has decided that, that being in this group is counterproductive to the message that they want to send in regards to the user protections that they put into their various services. What do you think? Yeah, and interesting to see that uh, they did this ahead of the uh, the Tim Cook are going to be headlining in the yep. IAP Global Privacy Summit next week. But no, I I Good definitely point. see this. I see that uh, uh, it you know privacy is a is a big huge thing for Apple and to to, to be part of this group and and, and what, for what they do, I, I think it just was probably a smart move on their part to to just uh, step away and uh, continue on what they do best with privacy. Yep. Uh, next up, companies involved with supplying parts for the iPhone SE, and we're talking about the third-gen iPhone SE, and AirPods claim that no reduction in requests for parts, even though many analysts claim they have. Like uh, Ming-Chi Kuo, for example, yeah, has been... I cover that. <laughs> talking, Yeah, talking about how, oh, the iPod, you know, blah, 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 and the new iPhone SE just isn't selling, and Apple is cutting back on orders. 
And the companies that supply the parts for these devices are like, uh, we're not aware of, of any of this. <laughs> Don't know where you're getting your information from there, Mr. Analyst. And, I, you know, I, again, I wonder how much of this is analysts trying to get new clients and justify their existence for existing clients by putting out something controversial that they can't really verify, but it sounds good enough to be true. Yeah. It, uh, again, that's, that's the key word is rumor. <laughs> it's, it's not something that, that Apple is officially saying, uh, and you and all these analysts love spending on analyzing all this stuff and they, and they're getting, they're getting clicks. People see the headlines. They, they grab me sometimes and I, I take a look at this stuff. Um, they're saying that the SE was dropped. The production's dropped almost thirty percent because of just the demand isn't there. Um, it's hard to say. Apple doesn't release the numbers, so you, you can't. That can't be confirmed. Um, but uh, I just don't. I don't see them cutting production. Uh, Apple is is a um, Apple is a as uh, a uh, uh, a company that doesn't want to share this information, and they don't, and they're not. They have no right to have and to do that. They so, don't have to. And you know the stockholders know how, how, how popular they are. You know, um, I, we're not going to touch upon this, but just as good a comparison of Samsung. Samsung's in, in a huge uh, problem right now with their S twenty two. It's it's like a, a huge price drop, and and you know they're 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 not 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 the the phone that's uh, the top one like like I, I Apple has with the iPhone. So I mean, it's just again, you don't know what the market is in yeah. until they officially announce that. Uh, yeah, until they do that, you, you just kind of have to take a lot of this stuff with a grain of salt, whether, whether it is or not. I, I think the SE is doing fine. I mean, it's it's a, it's a good entry-level entry iPhone, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of people out there who don't want to spend the big dollars like we do uh, on you know the iPhone 13, 13 Pro, and Pro and the Pro Max, which the uh, Pro Max I have, and and I always get the Max, and it's you know it's pricey, but yeah, I think I also enjoy it. Yeah, you know, I got so. I mean I got a 13, but prior yeah. to having a 13. I had an iPhone SE and the SE2, and they were great phones. I had absolutely no problem with them. They did everything I needed them to do. I just wanted a slightly bigger screen this time around. It's Um, People are going to be, as far as SEs, they're happy. Yeah, and it's the phone that if you you live in, how to put this without sounding like a condescending jerk, Um, if, if you live in a country that let's just say, isn't as well off as some other countries, but you still want an iPhone, the iPhone SE is, is the perfect phone for you because it still has all of the, the same Apple goodness as the big boys. Cause you know, the new iPhone SE has the a 15 processor in it and it's got a great camera in it. You know, is it as good as the 13? No. But you're also not spending iPhone 13 money. So, uh, some are reporting odd bugs in the new Apple Studio display, including webcam problems with poor image quality and glitchy center stage performance, which this is kind of embarrassing, seeing how this is a brand new, you know, long time for Apple product segment. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's having its issues, especially for something that's as costly as the studio display. 
Yeah, I mean, this this going back a couple weeks now. The the the, the webcam was having a big, huge problem with the, the quality. Apple did 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 acknowledge it and said that they're look working on a fix for this. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, uh, uh, the Studio Display actually runs iOS 15.4 as its operating system. It, it does have an actual operating system that's running in in this uh, uh, in this screen. So. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot of, I mean, it's been mixed reviews for this screen. Um, it's been, you know, some are just saying that this is crazy, it's expensive, and you can easily get a uh, $300 or $400 screen and be just, just as uh, happy with it. But it does have a lot of great uh, uh, great features in it, too, with this, uh, w- with uh, spatial audio and the speakers, and, and it's got, you know, a lot of other stuff, built-in webcam, the center stage. And there's, so there is a lot of tech that they put into this 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 uh, display that, uh can justify its little higher cost, um, you know, because try try to get add some of the things that you already have on there, especially that's a you know it's a 1080p the camera. So, uh, so it, it, uh, not I'm not surprised that people are still continually continually talking about this. Uh, but I mean, Apple will fix this. I just say it's it's not for everybody. You know, I mean, I'm perfectly hopefully, happy. With this. Hopefully, it's a software fix. I think it is. It's, it sounds like it. The, yeah. The, the, some, some the software glitch just was causing it, but yeah. I'm, I'm perfectly happy with my the big screen I have here, and yeah, I don't. I've, feel I've got I don't two. Feel need. I've got two Dell. What are these? S twenty seven twenty one monitors. Yeah, they're great. Dell makes good monitors. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I I'm not. They're supposedly you know close to four K quality, but I don't use it at that resolution. And you know, these are these are fine for what I do, and they were like three to three hundred and fifty dollars each, so. Happy days for me. It's fine. Um, the last one we have before we hit the break, uh, Apple restores Russian political position app that they and Google removed before a critical vote last September. Little bit of too little too late, but at least it's it's back up. So what this was, this was an uh, an iOS app that, of course, also worked on the iPod, or sorry, the iPad Mm-hmm. that would list all of the various political uh, people running for office that weren't in the same party as uh, Putin. And essentially, according to st- the way the story went, some of the executives for Apple that live in Russia were visited by security personnel who made some basically thinly veiled threats in regards to these applications and not just Apple, but Google as well. And, uh, both companies removed the similar apps from each of their stores prior to the elections in September. And Google actually brought theirs back a few weeks after that. And Apple Mm -hmm. is just now finally getting theirs back in. And, you know, I guess it's like, okay, well, you're kind of thumbing your nose at the authorities in Russia, but at this point, does it really matter other than to say, wow, look what we did, you know, yay, I don't get it. What was the point of doing it now? With the unrest going on in the war in Ukraine, uh, this just just absolutely continues to be terrible with this stuff. Um, And Apple and doing this is fine. I mean, I, I... 
I, you know, why should they go along with the government? This is something that, you know, there's just, it's a freedom of speech, freedom of being able to vote whatever you want to vote for. And uh, that's where uh, it makes it difficult to, 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 to leave things like this and not uh, implemented in place. But, you know, Gorst article also mentions that Apple hasn't shipped any hardware uh, uh, to, to Russia since February. So they've pretty much pulled out of the business uh, in there as it is anyway. So, as of as has many companies, so you know again a little political in nature here this this topic, but uh, it's 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 fine. I'm, I'm glad Apple didn't uh, give in to the government. Well, I mean, well they did before the election, but before uh, the election they did, but they they, they reversed it, right? But, yeah, it's it's for at least for now it's it's back in there. Um, I don't know how this will work out for any people that are left working for Apple directly that still live in russia but i guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see um that is i think that's all i have for this part of the show there dave okay you ready to to take a little break and then we'll come right back absolutely let's do it all right so everyone please stand by to stand by and dave and i yeah we'll be um we'll be right back it's all right My name is Dave Ginsberg. I'm the host of In Touch with iOS at InTouchWithIOS.com with my co-host, Warren Sklar. We talk about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. We also have some great Apple guests from the Apple community that also talk to us uh, relating to any tips, any apps, any news of the day, anything that's going on with Apple. Please give us a listen. Our website is InTouchWithIOS.com. Hi guys on the My Mac Podcast Show. The baker's favourite proves they have any taste. Welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. We are at point two. And this week, it was announced that the Worldwide Developers Conference for Apple is is coming in June, June 6th through June 10th. Apple's annual developer conference returns in a most mostly virtual state scheduled for June 6th through June 10th. Unlike the last two years, there will be a small in-person event as well. No major details were announced as what, uh, how, or why, and when the in-person contingency will be in place. Con- uh, and uh, just like cryptic announcements, coming soon message. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but th- they did say, if I if I recall, that it's going to be uh, some select developers and students that be, would be brought into Apple Park, and uh, they'd be able to do uh, not only the 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 live of the the event as well as the State of the Union, and uh, yeah, probably doing some coding stuff. So to bringing in you know, a lot of the folks that are that are part of that. So yeah, and for for people who um, who don't know, every single year there are all of these ridiculous predictions made yeah. for WWDC. Oh, this is where they're going to announce the new 32 inch iMac. And this is where they're, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And it's like, everyone just cool your jets. Okay. It's a developers conference, right? which means that the major focus will be on upcoming changes to all of the major OS releases, including the Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS, watch OS, 
and tvOS software. You know that that's what that's what this is for. This, every yeah. and every single year, when WWDC is over, yeah. you have all of these guys, and it's mostly guys that are like hardware guys, that are like, "This was the worst, the worst WWDC ever," because they didn't have the brand new six point seven inch i pod speakers that I said and predicted that they were going to have. It's like, just shut up. Okay. You're not going to get it. It's, it's not a hardware event. Uh, but what it is going to have, there's going to be the keynote and a state of the union address, which will cover the direction. The company is going in likely in a veiled fashion as to not give away too much, which is Apple's customs. There will also be learning labs access through core Apple employees involved with developing for their particular core operating systems, digital lounges. Now, have you ever, have you ever like actually paid to be part of this or, or like me, you've just kind of sat on the edge and, and seen yeah. what was coming out. It's always on the sidelines. I know there's to, so to actually get into the event. It's like $2,500 or something like to be, you know, for the developers. That's what it was, but now they're offering it for free because it's virtual if anything, what this is doing by continuing this to be virtual is the fact that you're going to get more of the two and a half or three million developers that are out there to be involved because, you know, many of them are from around the world and they don't have the the, the expense uh, uh, to travel, excuse me, to travel into, you know, into at Apple in California. So uh, I think this is uh, this is a great idea that Apple's doing. And, and I think they've done such a great job already with the way they're doing their presentations when they record them, even when they have the, their announcements and events. Um, they're, they're starting to see, you know, this might be just fine. And you can do things virtually. People can go into rooms, you know, during the State of the Union. You know, you watch that. And then they have breakout sessions throughout the week. I mean, a lot of conferences have been doing that. Um, it's a type of conference, unlike CES, where people like to be in, at, in person to actually physically touch things this is a software conference there's really nothing really physical to touch uh in most cases so i think this is going to work out fine for me i i can't imagine they're not going to not continue on doing this so maybe 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 partially you know we've talked to the other for, uh, developers like our friend jim ray mm-hmm. we have a mac, a mac voices live uh he uh tuesday nights at 8 p.m eastern standard time yes good plug uh and uh he uh he says he likes the in-person interaction i think a lot of these developers do because they have that alternate conference called AltConf. you know mm-hmm. they were wondering maybe they would might still do it um you know the, the covid is kind of tailed on but it's starting to come back a little bit here so you know hard to say how comfortable people are going to be uh traveling and being in person you know doing those kind of conferences but we'll see you know ces did it and they still they continued with it but the 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 attendance was like, greatly way, reduced way down so did, did you go to it this year no I did not. Mm-mm. Would you be willing to go to it again? If it's safer, I will. You know, as as this as this pandemic kinds to continues to go, you know, go away, uh, and, uh, somewhat, uh, I, I might feel safer doing it. But uh, I, I've but, actually never been to Vegas, other than right, going through the airport to someplace oh, else. Although we have Max Stock coming up, so we might we'll probably be doing that too. Max Stock so. is going to be in Vegas. Well, it's going to be in Woodstock, Illinois. Oh, oh okay. Just checking. It was like, I was kind of like getting excited there. Whoa. Max stock yeah. in Vegas. I love it. Yeah. Max yeah. stock West. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. Um, 
one of the things that having a more virtual presence as compared to, you know, having everyone available, uh, all of their engineers and, and developers there f- working directly for Apple has been, it's it's been easier to have a lot more localized content to engage with attendees from like all over the world in a way that's just not possible. You know, even, even if you have, 5,000 people from all over the world, which you never could, coming into Apple Park and and talking to the people that work there at Apple, you're not going to get that kind of one-on-one or even even the ability to, you know, if you have a room that's going to talk about something to do with iOS and there's enough room in wherever that is to hold 250 to 300 people. That basically means that about 75% of those people are going to be pretty far away from whoever it is that's speaking. Whereas when you have a a virtual room, everyone is there right up close. You can see them. You can see what they're doing. You know, all all of the information that's going to be coming up on screens behind them can be done in such a way that you can easily see it and interact with everything that's going on that you can't do with a conference where you are physically there, even if being physically there might right. feel better. It's, it's human interaction, you know, in person yeah. interaction. That's what I think a lot of people miss. And I don't say I blame them. Some people there are very, in this industry or can't come, I gotta say they're kind of introvert introverted so that's what this this might uh this this probably works out good for them (laughs) but there's plenty of us like you and i and many others of our friends and others that 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 like to go to conferences and like to see each other and then have the uh, the in-person interaction so yeah it's it's been a challenge last two years you know with this with with this pandemic and trying to you know do conferences and do things that uh, that we you know we're so used to being able to do and yeah yeah, and speaking of Mac stock, it was it was a lot of fun to get yeah. back into Woodstock, Illinois, even in the limited way that we did last July. And right. uh, has has Mike? I I guess the the last thing I heard from Mike, and you know, we'll do, do a little plug here for Mac stock, was that he was planning on having it back at the McHenry Community College yes. again this year. So if you've been to Mac stock in the past and i believe he's going to limit the number of tickets that are available so that we can still kind of socially distance depending on what's going on at the time if you've been to max stock in the past and you'd like to go again don't sleep on getting tickets for it when they're announced for sale because chances are unless you get in relatively early you may or may not be able to get a, a, a an attendee ticket early on, and you know, yeah. and and again, there's all, pretty much everything that Mike has been doing for MacStock for the last two years is probably going to play out again this year in the virtual space, but it's not the same thing, and. Mac stock and you know and I, I didn't I, I'm not trying to compare Mac stock with WWDC because it's right. it's no way is it the right. same thing. 
Max Doc is is an enthusiast's kind of event where it's not just the information that you're going to get from the great speakers that that he always manages to put up there, but it's also getting together with like-minded people. You know, it, sometimes sometimes the stuff going on after the event is just as good, if not better, than the stuff that was going on during the event. Because there's barbecues and there's live bands and there's like all these different things that Mike has arranged for over the years. And it's just, it's just so much fun. So keep an eye on the various, I don't even know what the, what the, um, the website is this year or what's, what's the, um, um, and expo.com. Okay. Um, he, he's already, he did a video. He's already got announcements of who is going to be speaking, um, Yours truly will be speaking mm-hmm. as long as, as well as Chuck Joyner, Jay Miller, Mike Schmitz, Dave Hamilton's going to speak as well. Nice. Um, so we've got some uh, good speakers lined up uh, already. So uh, he, his next, uh, his next live stream is going to be on April 12th as we record this. And uh, he'll have other, you know, the, some of the more, uh, more updated announcements uh, uh, where we're going to be here. So, uh, he's got just fi- kind of finalize some of the other speakers and, uh, but uh, you know, this, this is looking like, uh, it's a go with the person conference with just God forbid, uh, God, God willing, there isn't any other uh, huge out- outbreak, uh, yeah. that's going to, going to, limit things, but, uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a blast. I mean, it's been too long since I've seen everybody. I mean, obviously you and I got to see each other last year and right. at, the, at the virtual conference, albeit it's a very small with my bag of mics. Yeah, with all the mics you brought. And, so stupid and uh, so dumb. So, <laughs> so that's uh, so that's what's that's what's going on with that. But Max Doc, uh, yeah, we uh, Mike is planning on having a, another live stream again. Like I said, April twelfth, and uh, check that out. You can and be able to. Watch I'll it. I'll okay. likely be out in the lunchroom with a full podcasting setup for yeah. no particular reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think uh, I think that is going to do it for that particular topic. So I are you nodding your head, Dave? Yes. He is nodding his head. Hit it. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. Well, it's not Gases tip this week. It's Guys tip. Uh, if you want to save any photo that you might receive in messages quickly and easily, all you have to do is hit the little share icon just to the right of the image. That's the icon that looks like a square with a down facing arrow in it. And from there, it will just the drop it blah, 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 where's our heart it will just drop the image into photos and it won't even open the app in the process so it's not like it's going to take away a lot of real estate from you it's just going to say oh you want this you want this image over in photos done so easy and uh yeah i i think that's the tip don't you think so i think it is yeah, yeah, lots of head nodding going on here. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz, you are absolutely right. So, there we go. It's all working this week. I, I had to make... The last couple of weeks, I've had a lot of problems with getting Farago to work through loopback into StreamYard and into Hindenburg, which is where I record the audio. And I finally got fed up with trying to figure it out. And I just wiped out that entire loopback little 
uh, I don't even know what you call it. It's not a session. You know, the the loopback device that I had made that I've been using for a while made a brand new one. Everything is working great. I'm so happy, and I won't have it for next week. <laughs> yeah. Um. As always, if you would like to help out the various organizations that are helping the Ukraine in these these terrible times. Uh, there, there will be links in the show notes to a timeout.com list for eight different ways that you can help the people of Ukraine right now. There'll be links to the Ukrainian Red Cross as well as Doctors Without Borders. So if there is anything that you can give, please, please do so. And it will really, really help out the, the various causes that are trying to help the poor people that are dealing with just a nightmare right now in the Ukraine. Uh, Dave, Dave. Do you yes. have something that you would like to tell the users about this week? Uh, my headphones? <laughs> okay. Yes. I did. And we did talk about uh, at the beginning of the show, I, I am wearing them as for those who are, are bravely watching us on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Road, Road uh, poor, came out. Poor people. Road came out with a, a new pair of headphones for the first time ever. It's the NTH-100 professional over-the-ear headphones. Um, and they're truly professional in, this, in the truest sense and, and not at a high price, only $149. Um, so it's uh, it's very, very reasonably priced. A um, couple of the things that stand out is that I mentioned that the, uh, the, uh, the cord that plugs into the earphone, it can actually... On, on either side you can move it to either side which is really awesome uh so it gives you do you know of any some, other companies that do that i don't i, I haven't think seen of any. anybody no i haven't seen anybody um so it's brilliant it's, uh, it's just probably one of the awesome things they they even give you um look because it matches with the roadcaster pro here's the little bag kit here get the little clips that'll match the colors. oh yeah the, yeah 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 because you've got you've got four headphone inputs right into right the Roadmaster, Roadmaster, the, um, the Roadmaster, Roadcaster, yeah. Roadcaster so, Pro. E easy, easy to put it in. And then the eighth inch mic, uh, eighth inch uh, adapter that came, came with it, which is great. Very nice. Um, but the big thing that really stands out to it is, is, is its comfort. It's got a, uh, Alcantara, uh, headbands, uh, uh, headband cushion at the top. And then the ear cups are just phenomenally soft as well as they have cool tech in the gel. So it keeps it keeps it cool. So you know, people always complain it gets very sweaty um, uh, when you're wearing them for a long period of time. I've yep. been wearing these for almost two hours, you know, probably an hour and a half now, and I've worn them for a lot longer. Um, you were talking about the frequency response; they're five hertz through to thirty-five kilohertz. Um, so the and do, they, they do, have do a, they have a graph? Do they show the graph for it. I think so. Yeah, I put that link in the notes there. Uh, I don't think it shows a graph, but. It shows the specifications and the impedance is 32 ohms. Um, so which is oh, really so on pretty much any, any, um, like audio interface along those lines will, um, yeah. will play it and, at full volume. Yeah. yeah I'm well, looking I've, at, I've cranked uh, this up. I've cranked this up and it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm not seeing a, um, I don't see a graph. No. Um, well, that's too bad. I would have liked to have seen it. Though, I'm because sure these are these are meant along, these are meant as kind of a competitor to like the uh, Audio Technica uh, ATH yes. 50X and 70X, yep. and as well as the the Sony MDR 7506s, and these are all studio quality 
headphones with a relatively flat frequency response so that you hear basically what was actually recorded as compared to something that's flavored or colored by other headphones. And I so want one of these. I really, really do. And I may, I may just, I may just pick up a pair, even though I don't really need them because my Sony's are, are working out just fine. But I get something in my head and that's, that's pretty much it. I, I need to go out. I need to go out and do something about it. It's, it's so awful. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're great. They're great headphones. Check them out. If you use Safari, then this won't matter that much to you. But one password is practically at this point, the de facto standard for password management, uh, available to you, uh, almost anywhere from practically any device. If you trust that device enough to remotely log into it. Uh, one password is the password manager that I use outside of Safari. And if all you use is Safari, you, you honestly, you probably don't really need it though. It can be useful to have a password manager that you can easily view those passwords as compared to just, you know, being able to plug it into a website, uh, to be able to view it is good for other devices that you may be trying to, to get into. So if one password is the password manager that I use and have been using for a long time, I do trust them and they've been, they've worked out very well. So that's my app pick this week. Uh, if you've rocks. done an iTunes review or an, uh, some kind of review for this show uh, in the podcatcher of your choice, if you let me know about it, send me an email and point to that particular review, I will go and see it. It doesn't even have to be a good review. You could you could tell me that my feet stink. I don't care. <laughs> and I will send you a woo tea. Do you know what a woody is, Dave? I think I've sent you a woody, haven't you I? Did, I did get one, yes. And yeah, it, it changed your life in so, so very many ways. So could you imagine continuing your existence on this earth without having a woody? I, I don't I, think I you know. I don't think I, it's not even tough. worth contemplating. Yeah. And for people who want to know what a Woody is, it's a big W, big O, big O, big T, little I, little E. That's a Woody, and that's how it's spelled. So all you have to do to get one is just do a review. Let us know that you've done it, and uh, we'll send you one. It's amazing. Uh, no audio feedback this week. Greg, you're slipping. <laughs> slipping, dude. I'm, I'm just kidding. Greg, Greg has been like a constant over the, the last couple of years for, for really getting us some good quality uh, bumpers or bumpers that are very insulting to Gaz and myself, which is kind of what we're looking for. Sure. Uh, if you would like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Mac Parrot. You can go to coffee, ko-fi.com forward slash Mac Parrot, or you can pay a pal at paypal.me forward slash Mac Parrot. It's all you have to do. Now, Dave, Dave, if people wanted to get a hold of you and say, what the hell were you thinking when you agreed to come on this show? How would they do that? They would do that by going to my website, in touch with iOS at in touch with iOS.com. Uh, I've got my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash DaveG65. You also can buy me a coffee at uh, buymeacoffee. No, I'm sorry. No, in touch with iOS.com slash coffee. Made real easy. 
Uh, and uh, I'm on Twitter at DaveG65. And uh, thanks as always, guys. I really had a great time here. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sure. glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. See, it, it's no good for me to be talking to myself because it, it yeah, becomes like a recursive loop. And eventually I just get there and just say the same thing over and over and over again for hours on end. And who wants to hear that? So if you want to get a hold of me, it's oh so very, very easy. You would send me an email to guy at mymac.com. You would send me also an email by going to podcasts at vertshark.com. Vertshark.com is the website where you can see all of the odds and all of the vids. Uh, my Twitter handles are both Mac Parrot and Vert Shark. That would be rah and dirt over there on the Twitters. Uh, feedback at mymac.com is another place that you can go to leave us <laughs> crazy feedback. Tim would see it. Let us know about it. If you want to get a hold of Gaz, his email address is gaz at mymac.com. That's G A Z. Cars. Then he's also on the Twitters as Gazmaz, G-A-Z cars, M-A-Z cars. He's over there on the Twitters. You can reach both of us on the Twitters, Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-Y-A-N-D-D-G-A-Z cars over there on the Twitters. And Dave, we have a Skype telephone number. We do. You do. I, wow. It's, it's crazy. You know, technology at its finest, Skype. Yes, indeed. And that Skype mm -hmm. telephone number is one or plus one outside of the United States, 703-436-95. Oh, one. That number again is one or plus one seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. Or if ones and zeros just make you insane, you can take it off of the beginning of that Skype number and just go right to the Skype application and just dial seven zero three four three six nine five oh one. Now, I'd like to say, number one, thank you to Dave Ginsburg from In Touch With iOS. Find out more thank at InTouchWithiOS.com and, and the website and the podcast that he records on Thursday night, usually with Warren Sklar and Jeff Gamut. You can find that. Uh, you you record that live on YouTube, right? Yes. Just go to YouTube.com slash DaveG65. You'll see the live feed. And then like, share, subscribe, and you will get yes. notifications the next time that they're getting ready to do one live. You'll just know right away. It's so nice. It's so easy to do. It is. I would like to say thank you, not just to Dave for being here today, but to everyone who downloads and listens, listens, <laughs> listens to the MyMac.com podcast, or else we really appreciate the fact that you have come here to do so. And Dave, I think we're good enough. I do. It's it, something that I felt for a very, very long time. I think we're smart enough. Okay, that's a relatively new thing. And that doggone it. Woof, wolf, woof, woof, wolf, woof. People like us. Now, Dave, underneath where it says silly language, oh, there, is a, again. there is a series of words. You don't have to get it exactly right. As a matter of fact, I can pretty much guarantee that you will not get it exactly right. Uh, and that's the it. point. Go. Indo, Palma, Laka, Padamorazia, 
Trapefelazia, Naharjia, Chaziza. Yeah, I just can't keep going. It's okay. Zahakayaka, Prinachinia, Chizni, Azianachia, Sisho, V, Viziu, Odono, Pashiniva, Waitia. It's like you were from there originally, Dave. Yes, I was. It really is. I can't believe you even did that. <laughs> now, uh, I don't have, I should have had a dad joke set up. I don't, do you know a good dad joke? I don't know. I don't. Once upon a time, a man walked into a bar. Was it a he had a bag of tomatoes <laughs> under each of his arms. He walks up to the bartender and says, I would like a grasshopper. The bartender says, never on Tuesday. (laughs) Uh, That's so great. Okay. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac Podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac Podcasting Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever, the Let's Talk Podcasts, Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts. For tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun. Yeah, boy, I'm a great singer. I've got a voice only my mother would love, and she's been dead now for almost 20 years. She actually, my mother actually had a very nice voice, though she hated it. If there is one thing that I would, and I don't know if there's something in the settings that I could make it stop doing it. When I, when I mess with my ear pods, music oh. automatically kicks oh, out. I know I do that all the time. And it's like, no, I don't <clears throat> want this program to open. I don't want to listen to music. I'm just trying to adjust my freaking, and, and even worse some kind of song automatically plays. <laughs> it's like, damn it, no. I don't want that. And I'll whine. Oh, I don't want that. <laughs> so many of these people I haven't seen in so long. It's not Bert Clanchard. This is Bert Clanchard, and I approve this message. Thank you, Bert. Thanks. Um, Bob Wood? This is Wob Wood. Messages. We don't need no stinking messages. Yeah, for a long time we would like just reverse people's names. So instead of Bob Wood, it'd be Wob Bud. You would be David Dinsberg, for example. Or Tig Bits. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Psy Girl. That was me. Gaz Maz would be Maz Gaz, I guess. And Gary Mathers as As the the beaver. See, I missed my calling of being like a 1950s voiceover guy because I've got the I've got the deep voice for it, and everything is like you know in a world. So I don't know. In a world, is it wrong? Eight ninety. We walk down carefully, just like that. Except once I'm recording. I know. I just practicing. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right, so whenever you're ready, sir. The MyMac Cotton... <laughs> 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 Try to get it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
the My Mac Podcast, episode 890. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need a couple of seconds before. Oh, so there's silence before you start. Sorry. The My Mac Podcast, episode 890. <laughs> we walk down carefully. <laughs> Try it again. Please. All right. The My Mac Podcast, 890. <laughs> so you got me going like, I haven't done anything. I'm just sitting here. It's just simple. <clears throat> Try again. One more time. <coughs> Take- Third time's a charm. Okay. Do you want to uh, bring us into the second bit? All right. Where's the, what do I say? Oh, basically, you know, welcome back to mymac.com podcast. You know, this particular segment, we're going to talk a little bit about WWDC. And if you want, just, you know, read that first little paragraph that's there or, or however you want to do it or just wing it. The, the WWC paragraph. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the mymac.com podcast. And uh, this is our uh, second we call it up. Sorry. Try again. Try okay. Again. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that all day. I can do that all day long. Is, what do you call this? Point two? Point two. Goal that one. actually, that that non-joke that I just told actually has a history. Mm. Some number of years ago, the church that my son Guy was going to, there was a, another boy about his age. Mm-hmm. He was a great kid, super nice kid. He could not tell a joke to save his life. <laughs> he would start off telling one joke and then partway through it, he'd be like, oh, wait, no, no, no. It wasn't a guy. It was a rabbit wearing a tuxedo, you know, and it would go like this throughout the whole joke. And when he would get to the end of the joke, nobody would understand what the hell it was he was talking about, but he would laugh hysterically. <laughs> at his own joke. So I was taking my son Guy and, and this young man and a few other kids on a mission trip to West Virginia where they were they would go to this town in West Virginia and they would help people out and so on and so forth. It was a good character building exercise for all these kids. And it's like an eight-hour drive because this is like in the southwest corner of West Virginia and once you leave Virginia, you're not on interstate highways anymore in the southern part of West Virginia. You can, roads. I mean, 70, 70 no goes roads. right through it, east to west. But in the southern part of West Virginia, the best you're going to get is like divided highways. But it was a really, really long trip. And Russell was trying to tell jokes. And we're all just like, oh, God, please, please don't even try. Please stop. And I, and finally, I, and I'm driving, you know, and I just got fed up. I said, Russell, this is, this is you telling a joke. And I basically kind of said the joke that I just did, where it's completely nonsensical. You know, man walks into a bar with tomatoes, asks for something. And the bartender says, never on Tuesdays. Mm. And it wasn't so much the joke itself because it, it was completely nonsensical. It didn't make any sense at all, but everyone in the car, including Russell, laugh their asses off because it was it was so spot on on the way that Russell told a joke that everybody got the joke and understood just how funny it was so so bizarre but we had that was the trip oh my god there was a huge 
storm that came through that knocked out power on the East Coast to a lot of areas for like six days after it went through. And we caught the tail end of that storm because I went back to West Virginia at the end of the week to bring some of the kids back because somebody else had dropped out. So I get there on that last day and that night the storm kind of rolled through the area where we were and then went off onto the rest of the East Coast, including Northern Virginia. So when we got up the next day, I only had like a quarter of a tank of gas in the car and I hadn't had any coffee. And I told the woman who was organizing the whole thing, it was like, I really, really, really want to stop, get some gas and get some coffee before we get on the road. And she was like, oh, don't worry about it. We're going to stop like an hour down the road and, and, you know, get some breakfast and blah, blah, blah. And once again, I didn't follow my own instincts, which was to, I don't care what you say. I'm going to get gas in the car and get some coffee. I didn't do that. (laughs) We leave that area, which had power. And as soon as we were away from there, everything was out. Completely out. Wow. No coffee, no gas. And I mean, I was literally running on fumes when we finally hit a small area that had power. And there were like a hundred cars outside of this, this big gas station because it was the only place in the area that had power for gas. And I told everybody else that was in the convoy, there was like three or four cars filled with kids. I was like, no, you guys just go ahead. And it took me over an hour to get gas. And then after we got gas, by this time, it's it's like almost noon. No one had eaten. And not only were the kids getting cranky, but I was getting cranky. It's like, for the sake, <laughs> for the sake of the lives of everyone in this car, we are going to get something to eat before we get back on the road. And we go to this Hardee's, and it too was just jam-packed. And it took us over an hour to get crappy. And it wasn't crappy because it was Hardee's. It was crappy because they were overworked and basically just trying to keep up with demand. So quality was not the word of the day. It was just like, put something in a bag, give it to the guy that's giving us money, get him out the door so that we can bring in the next person. And that's basically what happened. You know, so we finally got some food we didn't get back to this area until like six o'clock that evening. Wow. And what made it worse after I dropped the kids off guy and I came back to the house and my brother Larry had come up from South Florida the, the night before. And he got, he got to the house just before the storm hit Northern Virginia. And they had power for about 15 minutes after the storm hit. And then it went out and it was out until four days later when he was getting ready to go back home 20 minutes before he was going to get back in his car to go to the airport, to go back to South Florida, the power came back on. It was like, gee, thanks. How, (laughs) how wonderful that the power is back on 20 minutes before my brother leaves for home. Yeah. They could break those power outages. (sighs) It sucks. It just sucks, but okay. 